Our scripture reading is from the 40th chapter of Isaiah. And one of these verses along the way, the prophet has says that God asked, To whom then will you liken God, or what likeness compare with him? And then in a later verse, To whom will you compare me? Twice he asked about that comparison thing. The funny thing is, if you read the book of Isaiah, you will find God described as Savior, potter, rock, warrior, a woman in labor, shepherd, friend, helper, lover, mother. But also remember that the creation story in Genesis tells us that you and I, we are made in the very image of God. So now let us listen for God's word for us in Isaiah 40, starting at the ninth verse. Get you up on a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good tidings. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, herald of good tidings. Lift it up, do not fear. Say to the cities of Judah, here is your God. <clears throat> See, the Lord God comes with might and his arm rules for him. His reward is with him and his recompense before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms and carry them in his bosom and gently lead the mother sheep. Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand and marked off the heavens with a span and closed the dust of the earth in a measure, and weighed the mountains in scales and the hills in a balance. Who has directed the Spirit of the Lord, or has, as his counselor has instructed him? Whom did he consult for his enlightenment? And who taught him the path of justice? Who taught him knowledge and showed him the way of understanding? Even the nations are like a drop from a bucket and are accounted as dust on the scales. See, he takes up the isles like the dust. Lebanon would not provide fuel enough, nor are its animals enough for a burnt offering. All the nations are as nothing before him. They are accounted by him as less than nothing and emptiness. To whom then will you liken God? Or what likeness compare with him? An idol, a workman casts it, and a goldsmith overlays it with gold and casts it for it silver chains. As a gift, one chooses mulberry wood, wood that will not rot, that seeks out a skilled artisan to set up an image that will not topple. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Has it not been told to you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he who sits above the circle of the earth, and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers, who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them like a tent to live in, who brings princes to naught and makes the rulers of the earth as nothing. Scarcely are they planted, scarcely some, scarcely has their stem taken root in the earth when he blows upon them and they wither, and the tempest carries them off like stubble. 
To whom then will you compare me? Or who is my equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes on high and see who created them. He who brings out their host and numbers them, calling them all by name, because he is great in strength, mighty in power, not one is missing. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my right is disregarded by my God? Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Even youths will faint and be weary, and the young will fall exhausted. But those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. This is the word of the Lord. And the Lord, may my words and may our thoughts be acceptable to you, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. You remember the Disney movie Lion King? Well, maybe some of you in the Broadway show, but we saw the Lion King many, many times at our house because it came out when our children were little. And that means you see them over and over and over. You memorize them. Yes, you do. Well, do you remember what the Lion King Mufasa told his young son Sumba to not forget what to remember? He said, remember who you are. <laughs> well, that turned out to be pretty important advice when young Samba was in great and dangerous trouble. In a sense, that was, that was also the message the prophet Isaiah was giving the people of Israel and what we read today. To remember who they were and also to remember whose they were. Now this book of Isaiah has 66 chapters and they can be divided into five sections, four of which start with an attack uh, on arrogance and an appeal for justice. And they all end with a hymn or a prophecy of salvation. What the scholars call Second Isaiah or Deutero-Isaiah if you prefer, or Isaiah if you're English, uh, Isaiah the 40th through the 55th chapter. It's the one exception. It doesn't start that way. It starts with comfort ye, comfort ye my people. Unlike the first 39 chapters of Isaiah, that section is written to the people of Israel who were in Babylon. They were in exile. About the 6th century B.C. or so. They had been conquered. The temple had been destroyed and most of them had been hauled off to Babylon. They were weary. They were powerless. They were exhausted exiles. But they had a bigger problem. They had <laughs> spiritual amnesia. They had forgotten who they were and whose they were. In these verses in Isaiah, the people in exile were reminded that the God who created everything, all things, is more than a match for any oppressor. 
when the prophet asked a series of four of those who questions to emphasize God's incomparable power and wisdom, who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand and marked off the heavens with a span and closed the dust of the earth in a measure and weighed the mountains and scales and the hills in a balance? Who has directed the Spirit of the Lord or as his counselor instructed him? Who? Who did he consult for his enlightenment? Who taught him the path of justice? Who taught him knowledge and showed him the way? And then, then Isaiah asked the people of Israel, these exiles, he asked them a question. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak of My way is hidden from the Lord. My right is disregarded. Now well, let me ask you a question. You ever been to Crabtree Valley? <laughs> Everywhere you go there, you are on camera. Every parking lot, every parking deck, every hallway, every aisle, everywhere except the dressing room, I guess. Everywhere you are on at least one camera. And there's a there's a bank of video monitors with people who are paid to watch you. One time we had to report something that they took us to that little bank of monitors. There's a whole room with just monitor after monitor. They don't have to turn on the heat. They'll keep it warm. Watching what happens in the mall or anywhere around there. If the staff at Crabtree Valley knows pretty much everything you do there, don't you know that God sees everything you do knows everything you think, sees everything and more than you could get on any video camera. Isaiah has spoken of the majesty of God's creation, but God's creation is not a kind of one and done thing. God's not worn out. He's not exhausted. God is, not a, God is attentive to the faint, the powerless, to those who have no energy of their own. Your Creator God sustains and gives life to those who have no energy of their own, no power of their own. Then through Isaiah, God told the people to do something hard, something that takes loads and loads of faith and patience. He told them to wait. Now years ago, Betty and I had gone to a cafeteria, back in those days when we went out to eat. <laughs> and I was waiting at the head of the line because she was off washing her hands or something, taking a lot longer to do that than I expected. So I kept saying, go ahead, go ahead to the people. I didn't want to lose my place in line. I've been standing there a while. And an acquaintance came to the cafeteria. You know the difference between a friend and acquaintance. An acquaintance, somebody you know well enough to borrow from, but not well enough to lend to. <laughs> well, this acquaintance came up, and he asked me, what's I waiting for? And I explained, I'd wait for my wife, and he said, perhaps she has left you. <laughs> well, I was kind of taken aback, so I replied, you know, that's something, that's something I never... That would never occur to me. <laughs> you see, I know she was hungry for lunch. <laughs> you see, I had more faith in my wife than he did in his. Well, to be able to wait for God, you've got to have 
faith that God is faithful. You've got to trust that God is not going to desert you. The writer of the 25th Psalm says, Do not let those who wait for you be put to shame. And in the 49th chapter of this prophecy of Isaiah, God says, Those who wait for me shall not be put to shame. And also the 33rd Psalm speaks of waiting for the Lord who is our our help and our shield. Well, you know, one of the best ways to learn something is to, is to ask questions. In fact, one of the ways that children and, and adults, for that matter, learn some of the basic concepts of our faith involves memorizing a set of questions and answers called a catechism. The catechism, approved a few years ago by our denomination, is called belonging to God. Let me tell you the first three questions in that. First question is, who are you? And the answer is, I'm a child of God. The second question is, what does it mean to be a child of God? That I belong to God who loves me. What makes you a child of God? God's free love, gift of love, that I do not deserve and cannot earn. Well, we've been talking about what the exiles in Babylon have forgotten. Well, what are we forgetting? When things are going well, when we're riding down Easy Street, fourth gear, you know, we're enjoying good health. When troubles have not found us, it's easy to get a bad case of spiritual amnesia. And then when we hit those bumps in the road, when, when the news from the doctor is not good, when the pile of bills is thicker than our wallet, when friends and family shy away from us like we had something contagious and bad breath too, when someone we dearly love calls it quits, when life is hard, really, really hard, it's easy for us to get spiritual amnesia then too, like the like the people of Israel did. It's easy for us to wonder, has God forgotten me? Just like those folks in Israel did. When we feel that way, we're in danger of forgetting that Almighty God is our creator and sustainer and redeemer and friend. Whether we feel a little stretched out or ready to collapse under what seems like overwhelming burdens. Remember that God really does reign over all of nature and all of history. God has not and will not forget you. So as Isaiah said then, and I say to you now, have you not known? Have you not heard? Today we have heard the Lord is the everlasting God, the God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Thanks be to God.